We're in Colossians chapter number four today. Colossians 4, thank you for listening. It is Wednesday, October the 5th. Yesterday, we were in Colossians 4, verse number two, which says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Today, we're going to see what Paul in his closing remarks said that he wished that the church at Colossae would pray for. So Colossians 4, beginning in verse number 3, it says this, With all, which means at the same time, praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. And so what he's asking is very interesting. I want to point out where Paul is at this moment. Now, I know we, we, we do make a, a, an observation all the time about the human author of this passage. Of course, it is Paul. God used Paul to write it. But it's, you have to remind yourself, it's not just a personal letter from a man to a church. It's the holy word of God. It's the scriptures. This is, this is a holy man of God who is writing down exactly what the Holy Spirit is telling him to write down to be preserved to the churches to come. This is written for you and me. The reason that we mention who wrote it and his context, his situation, because it lends a little substance, a little depth, a little more even to the words here. And, and you'll see what I mean when I say that where Paul was writing this from was prison. This is one, one of those prison epistles, meaning that is a letter, that's an epistle, written from prison. Now, if I got a missionary letter, if you have a missionary that your church supports, you'll often see prayer letters, perhaps read from the pulpit or summarized from the pulpit or posted in the back somewhere. Maybe you have a wall of missionaries where you have their most current prayer letters. If one of those missionaries were in prison, what do you think that missionary would write about? Now, again, Paul is writing what God told him to write, but the human personality of the penman that God chose often shines through. You know, God uses people how God made them, but then he fills them with the Holy Spirit, you know, and you know, your personality God can use if you give it to him and all that. So anyways, you can talk about that. But what I'm saying is if you had a missionary that was writing from prison, I think that that missionary would write about prison. And I, I know I certainly would. If I were writing from prison, I would talk about the conditions of the prison, which of course Paul does a little bit here and there in different places. But what I would ask for is this. If I had a prayer request, first thing would probably be, and maybe it's just me, but I would say, get me out of this prison. That's probably what I'd say. I'd say, help the leadership to change, to change the laws, um, vote these guys out of office. <laughs> it's a different situation, but that's what I would say. I'd be praying for my situation to change and for the circumstances surrounding my situation that caused my situation to be in prison. Lord, change it. Get me out of here. That would be the thrust of the prayer. But what Paul prays for is awesome because I said yesterday, when you pray, your passion and your priorities start to align with God's priorities. Oftentimes prayer changes us more than it changes God. That 
I say oftentimes, just about always, I guess, that that's the case. And so Paul is, of course, a prayer. He said just before, continue in prayer, continue in prayer. Don't stop praying. Pray all the time. And when you pray, pray with thanksgiving. And here's what I want you to pray. And look at Paul's passion here in verse number three and four, verses three and four. Look at what he really wants. He says, with all, praying also for us. Okay, here's his missionary prayer request. Here's prayer request for us right now, church. We're on the field. Here's the bullet points. That God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I'm also in bonds. He prays for two things, one in this verse, one in the next verse. We'll read in a second. But the first thing he is asking prayer for, if I could get anything from God right now, and if you could go to God on my behalf for me, lock arms with me, join me in prayer so we can bombard the throne of heaven with this that God promises to hear and answer prayer. Pray for this. I know this is God's will. Pray this, that God would give me a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. Now, we could talk a lot about the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ is all over, uh, even in this uh, very epistle in Colossians. Um, he it's, it's over here in chapter number one, verses, I'm looking right now, 26, 27, 28. It's in chapter two, verse number two. Um, it's, it's just all over the place. And I could talk a lot about that. Uh, the best uh, encapsulation of the mystery of Christ is in 1 Timothy 3.16. It's in Ephesians 3, 1 Corinthians 2, the whole chapter, Romans 16. What it is is this. It is the gospel. So I could say a lot about the mystery of Christ, but the end, the conclusion is this. It's the gospel. The mystery is that the prophets of old all just wrote what God told them to write. They didn't always even understand everything that they wrote. Sometimes they wrote about the first coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ, and, and all of that, but they never really understood the church age. They never understood this dispensation that we're in right now, whereby God has opened up the doors and it's and, and the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, how to get to God has always been by faith. But now we see clearly what we have our faith in. We, we knew that there was a promised one coming, the Messiah, the Holy One would come. But now we know him by name, Jesus Christ. And there's so much more to that, and I'll stop there. But what it is, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That Jesus came, born of a virgin, meek and lowly, perfect sinless life, died on the cross, shed his blood for us, rose again three days later, is coming again. And in the meantime, everyone can be saved by but putting their faith in that perfect sacrifice can receive the gift of eternal life just by that. Now, that's all a mystery, but to us, it's revealed. It's not a mystery to us. I just revealed to you shortly in a few sentences the whole mystery that none of the prophets could have put into words like that so clearly and succinctly. And it's really a blessing. Listen, if you wish that you had been born in the Bible times and the Old Testament and the days of the prophets, so on and so forth, you are living in Bible times right now. Look around. This has all been prophesied. Read the book of Revelation. And in the meantime, you have the completed word of God. 
and you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you in this, the church age right now that God is dealing with men through the local church. You've got the Holy Spirit indwelling you. David didn't have that. Samson didn't have that. Samuel didn't have that. You have that if you're born again. You've got the Holy Spirit living in you. You've got the perfect, completed, preserved Word of God available to you to read. God promises to minister through His Word, to illuminate the Scriptures through His Holy Spirit. He promises to draw men unto Him. It's it's unbelievable the fortune that we're in today, the benefit, I fortune, probably the blessing that we have to do a work for the Lord here in these final days through the local church. And here's what Paul was praying to a local church. Here's what I want you to pray, guys, for me, that a door of utterance is open to me to speak the mystery of Christ. You know what he was looking for? Open doors to share the gospel. That was his prayer. Not for comfort, not for rest, not for relief, but for an open door to share the gospel. May that be our prayer today. May that be our prayer for our missionaries. I've been to many mission fields um, it's been several years since I was there, but in my late teen years and college years, I had the opportunity to go to many fields and they appreciate the chocolate bar and the power drill and the money and the work for the school. But what they really desire is an open door to share the gospel. That's why they're there. That's why they endured the grueling years of deputation going from church to church, begging for maybe $50, $75, $100 a month, which is what they spent in gas to get to your church and back. I mean, these poor missionaries, who are not, they don't consider themselves poor missionaries. I consider them heroes of the faith. They're doing the will of God. But when they get there, they're suffering whatever for Christ. It doesn't matter to them. They just want a door of utterance to share the gospel. And that's what he prayed for. And that's what Paul was looking for. And may that be our prayer. When we go to God, may it not be filled with, Lord, here's my problem here. My elbow's acting up there. Would you help me with my power bill now? Would you help me to get a promotion? This lady gave me a dirty look at the drive-thru. Would you call fire down and smoke her? No, I'm just kidding. But whatever whatever it is, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes my prayers are so self-centered. And, and that's not pleasing to the Lord. Now, you should pray about everything, pray about everything that's going on in your life. But when you pray enough and when you read the word of God enough and you're walking in the spirit, your heartbeat becomes the heartbeat of the father. And his heartbeat is the salvation of souls. And Paul's heart was one with God. I mean, he was just heart beating after the things of God. He had wasted much of his life for the things of the world, for religious things, things that did not please the Lord before he got saved. And he gave every waking moment, it seemed like, till the end of his days to accomplish the will of God. And that was, Lord, give me an open door. Just lead me to somebody, whether it's to this person I'm in prison with, whether it's to a prison guard, whether it's to some magistrate or king that I'm hauled before, even as a result of my preaching the gospel, the mystery of Christ, Lord, help me to be able to preach it more. Give me a door of utterance. And as you go through your day today, Wednesday, looking forward to being in church tonight, if you've got a Wednesday midweek service at your church, look for that open door. Say, God, would you grant me a door of of utterance, just like Paul said, a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in bonds. May God give us open doors today. God bless you.